Hey, this is Nick Davis with Medium Plus. Welcome everyone, thank you for tuning in. Today I've got a full six flight blind tasting to share with you. This is from a group that I meet with once a week in the mornings and we are doing what's called the, the six flight blind. So uh, tasting three whites and three reds in 25 minutes, trying to examine the wine based on sight, aroma, flavor, putting all those details together to make a logical conclusion of what is um, the, the great variety and where it's coming from. And this is an exercise that tastes all the deduction that we build in our comparative tastings and in uh, tasting in our, our restaurant jobs or, or just tasting wine throughout our day uh, or evening, as it were. So I've presented the whole six flight blind in its entirety here uh, with some follow-up afterwards. This is a bit longer form uh, thing for you to listen to, but I go through the whole grid and manage to make the flight in uh, with two seconds to spare in, uh, in the tasting. So listen to that. And then afterwards, I have a nice interview conversation that I did at a coffee shop with my buddy Matt and our new friend Aaron, who we met. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll get some good wine off the cuff knowledge. Clear, star bright, with a moderate concentration of color. It is a lemon yellow at the core with some platinum highlights showing a water white rim. Uh, no staining of the tears. Viscosity appears to be moderate. Uh, oh, we don't have spit cups. Oh, how about that bucket? I got, I got. Sit, sit, sit. Okay, okay. On the nose, the wine is <laughs> sound. With a moderate aromatic intensity, the wine shows a youthful character. Ripe yellow apple, lemon curd, ripe Asian pear, fresh parsley. Uh, toasted popcorn. White flowers. Uh, moderate impression of minerality, uh, crushed rock. And a moderate impression of oak on the nose, uh, just toasty, some cinnamon, dusted cinnamon. Mm. Right. Gotta ignore Paul over there. Okay. On the palate, the wine is sound, dry, moderate body. Fruits going more tart on the palate. Tart yellow apple, tart Asian pear, tart lemon peel. Um, expressing that uh, parsley, some sweeter herbs, uh, fresh tarragon. Uh, high impression of minerality showing now of that crushed rock with a moderate impression of oak, toast, and cinnamon. So uh, at least some new oak flavor coming through. Uh, okay. Acid is high, alcohol moderate, no tannin. There is a lingering astringency on the texture, uh, suggesting that oak. Wine is well balanced with a uh, high complexity, long finish, high quality wine overall. I like to take this wine to the old world from a cool climate due to its fruit quality and emphasis on mineral character. Possible grapes. So a creaminess of the wine, I'm gonna say Chardonnay is possible here from France. 
going to throw in a um, hmm about a Riesling coming from France age range two to four years hmm I forgot that this wine has a Lee's impression on the nose and the palate, coming from a cheesy like a Parmesan rind. And that helps me decide that final conclusion, this wine is a Chardonnay coming from the old world, coming from France, from Bourgogne, from Chablis, from a Chablis Premier Cru. And let's say Monte de Tenere on this wine. It's got some richness to it. Okay, wine number two is a white wine. The wine is clear. Uh, just bright with a moderate intensity of color showing a uh, faded yellow with copper highlights uh, to a water white rim with no staining the tears and a moderate plus viscosity. On the nose of wine it is sound. a uh, medium plus aromatic intensity showing some development. The color also suggests uh, oxidation. Fruit quality uh, dried and, and oxidative in nature of a uh, stone fruit, so uh, dried apricot, dried ne nectarine, with some dried pineapple, dried lemon peel. Interesting, dried licorice. A lifted character. Um, wow, there's a lot going on here. High impression of minerality of uh, dusty chalk. There's a floral impression here of roasted lilies. Herbal. Thyme, fresh thyme. Jungle flower. No oak, um, as far as new oak, but I am getting this oxidative fruit quality, which suggests some elevage in neutral barrel. The wine, uh, the palate, the wine is sound, and it's it's got just enough sugar. I'm going to call it off dry, with a moderate body. Fruits um, going into a tart expression, still overripe on the palate. Um, so we have tart overripe. What is that? Uh, nectarine, apricot, and uh, lemon peel with licorice. Uh, there's nuts here, like uh, hazelnut butter, uh, fresh thyme. Oxidative fruit quality suggests a neutral barrel use and a high impression of minerality. Dusty jock. Acidity is high. Alcohol moderate. No tannin. Uh, no phenolic bitterness. Texture is really lean, laser-like. Wine is well-balanced, high complexity, long finish, uh, high quality producer. I'd like to take this wine to the old world from a moderate climate um, due to its uh, tartness of, of fruit, but um, ripeness as well. Uh, I would guess this gets a lot of sun, made in an oxidative style. Uh, age range, three to five years. I don't know if I called vintage on the last wine. Uh, let's just make sure I did. Um, Chablis Premier Cru 2013. Now, as far as this wine, uh, possible grief varieties to include a Riesling coming from France. This could be a Chenin Blanc coming from France, age range uh, three to five years. Oxidative fruit quality. This one is an Alsatian style uh, Riesling, so uh, from old world France, Alsace, oat rind, vintage, uh, 
2011. Wine number three, a white wine. Clear star bright with a low intensity of color, pale straw at the core with some uh, bright platinum highlights. Let's call this a brilliant color, uh, leading to a broad white water rim, no skinny of the tears with a uh, moderate viscosity. On the nose, the wine is sound with a low aromatic intensity. Uh, the wine shows youthful character, tart green apple tart, green pear, White currant. I think that's the thing. <laughs> Lemon juice. There's a dusty cellar floor. Dried dandelion stems. Cheesy uh, uh, steel Rainier beer can. Aluminum uh, can. I would guess that this is raised in stainless steel. High impression of minerality of uh, a struck flint. It's got a stink to it. I'm just going to say it. On the palate, the wine is sound, dry. Moderate body, fruits, uh, still tart on the palate. Tart green apple, tart. Uh, what do we got? Tart uh, green pear, white currant. I'm sure I've seen those things. They must be real. Lemon juice, high impression of minerality, struck flint, cheese rind, and uh, Rainier beer, lager, suggesting betonage. Least contact. There's some, um, I would guess, uh, no oak, stainless steel, and some delicate white flour. <sighs> Dang, that is mega, mega lees. Acid is, I wasn't sure at first, but I think the acid's high. Acid is high. Alcohol moderate. Uh, no tannin. No phenolic bitterness. Creamy texture. Wine is well balanced, high complexity, long finish. Excellent quality wine. Uh, I took this wine of the old rules from the cool climate. Possible grape varieties to include Melon de Bourgogne from uh, the Loire. Be Chardonnay coming from France. I should just say Melinda Bourgogne coming from France. Age one to three years. Okay, I feel confident in saying that this is a Melinda Bourgogne coming from the Old World, coming from France, from the Loire Valley, from Pénante, from Muscadet, Sevres, Aimane, AOP. Not uh, Clisson. Uh, not a sub-region, just the AOP level from the 2012 vintage. How am I doing on time? Uh, you have a little more than half. Okay. Thank you, sir. Buttons in. He's in? So that's why I haven't said anything. Oh. I should trust you. Okay, so wine number four is a red wine. Clear, just bright with a, let's say day bright. Moderate intensity of color, I can see all the way through. Low pigment variety. Uh, color at the core is a ruby. Ruby hue consistent all throughout with a slight water white meniscus. Viscosity um, is medium plus. Have fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers. On the nose, the wine is sound with a medium plus aromatic intensity. The wine shows a youthful character, fruit forward wine overall. Getting a uh, red and black fruit mix of a ripe strawberry, ripe blackberry, and ripe red currant.
fresh uh, Thai basil. Fresh violets. I need to learn some other red flowers besides violets, I always call violets. There's a savory element here, like a shaved prosciutto. I, I venture to say that there is oak on this wine, a, a medium impression of new oak coming from a cinnamon allspice note, and a moderate impression of minerality from a turned soil. The wine is sound, dry, full-bodied, amending viscosity too high. <sighs> Fruits become quite ripe on the palate. This is a hot, hot wine. Uh, so ripe, what we got? Uh, ripe strawberry, ripe blackberry, ripe red currant. <sighs> um, showing that. Is it showing it? Yes, confirming that oak character, new oak. Um, medium plus impression with cinnamon, vanilla, spice. Medium, medium impression of uh, what we got. Minerality, organic, turned soil, um, fresh violets, uh, Thai basil. And the savory cured meat prosciutto slice. Acid is moderate, alcohol high, tannins. Mm, medium. Wine is well balanced, high complexity, and a uh, medium finish. Texture is, is fuzzy. It's like it's like a felt, like a felt blazer. Hmm. High quality wine. Initial conclusion, I, I think this wine is made in a New World style due to its fruit-forward nature and uh, extract. But uh, you can see all the way through it, so what do we got here? Zinfandel um, variety, Zinfandel coming from the United States, B. Grenache coming from Australia, age range, one to three years. How am I going to separate this? It has a it does have a peach yogurt smell to it. I'm going to say that this is a Zinfandel coming from the United States, New World, United States, California, North Coast, EVA, from Dry Creek, EVA, from 2013. <clears throat> wine number five is a red wine, clear, day with a medium intensity of color. This is ruby at the core. This has uh, low garnet hue and a low white water rim. Uh, this has a moderate standing materials. I should say that wine number four had a high standing materials. But wine number five has a moderate standing materials. Viscosity is medium plus. Whoa, interesting. On the nose, wine is sound. There's a very unique character here. Wow. High aromatic intensity. And the fruit character really stands out. Uh, youthful. So this smells like cooked pomegranate. Cooked. This smells like cooked plums more than any other wine. I can think of cooked plums for sure. <clears throat> yeah, like you bite it, it's a plum. This is a freaking plum. And uh, craisins, dried craisins. With fresh rosemary, purple flowers, uh, bluebells. <sighs> Not getting oak. So no, no impression of oak. Um, 
high impression of minerality. It's like a gravel path. <sighs> Lifted character. It's fruity. It's uh, banana peel. That is. Wow. I just don't know what to make of this one. It's really cool. Though. Really interesting. On the palate, the wine is sound, dry, medium body. Fruits, tart, uh, tart, purple plum, tart pomegranate, tart uh, craisin. <sighs> Rosemary, bluebells. Um, uh, I'm not getting oak. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Um, high impression minerality though, gravel path uh, in the woods, uh, inorganic. There's this lifted character, fruity, like banana skin for sure. Wow. Okay. Acid is high. Alcohol is moderate. Tannin is moderate. Wine is Texture is, is actually sh like sharp, it's pointy. Um, well balanced, with a high complexity and a long finish. Yeah, definitely a high quality producer. So, hmm, this wine is definitely confounding to me because I, uh, think about it. So it's a thin skin variety. The fruit definitely is, is for, thank you very much. The fruit is forward here. Uh, tart. Acid. Maybe this is one I don't taste very often. Maybe this is one from the New World, from a moderate climate. Possible grape variety could be Pinot Noir. I, I guess I'll throw in Gamay Noir, even though that's not really made in the New World, but I'll just say it. Age range one to three years. Uh, possible countries of New Zealand. Uh, could be United States. Final conclusion, this is a, I don't know what else to say. So I'm gonna say Pinot Noir coming from the New World from New Zealand, from the South Island, from Central Otago, from, uh, let's go deeper, let's go Bannockburn, from uh, 2014. And final wine, number six, is a red wine, clear, day bright, with a medium intensity of color. It's a medium intensity flight here. Uh, color is a strong ruby red at the core with some garnet. Uh, color goes close to the rim with uh, some white water meniscus. Um, I'm getting no staining of the tears, and viscosity is medium plus. On the nose, the wine is sound. Goodness, it is high aromatic intensity, showing some development. Uh, fruit is there, but really an herbal character pops out. Uh, starting with fruit, though. Tart red fruit style overall. Tart cranberry, tart strawberry, tart raspberry. And an, an incredible herbal aroma here of uh, dried herbs, dried thyme, dried sage. Really, sage is a good, good term here. <sighs> Dried roses. Leather. Cigar. Tobacco. Some oxidative character in fruit. So I'm going to say that there has been some used barrel going on here and a higher um, minerality of a mixed style, inorganic and organic. There's mushroom and some uh, uh, crushed rock. On the palate, the wine is sound, dry, with a medium body. 
fruits uh, maintaining tart on the palate. Tart raspberry, tart strawberry, tart cherry, tart cranberry. <sighs> Dried sage, for sure. Dried rose. Dried mushroom. And uh, oh my god. Dusty crushed rock. Minerality is high. Two minutes. Thank you. There's a moderate use of oak just coming from a neutral oxidative character. Neutral oak character from oxidation. Acid is medium plus. Alcohol is medium. Tannins are medium minus. Texture is, is quite smooth, silky. Wine is well balanced, high complexity, long finish, high quality producer. You can take this wine of the old world from the cool climate due to its uh, non fruit aromas and tart nature. Possible great varieties could be a Pinot Noir coming from France, could be a Gamay Noir coming from France. It's so herbaceous, I might throw in Sangiovese coming from Italy. Age range, three to five years. I'm going to rule out Sangiovese because I don't get, I don't know. 30 seconds. Um, time to take it home. Final conclusion, this is a Pinot Noir coming from the Old World, coming from France, coming from uh, Burgundy, coming from the Cote d'Or, coming from the uh, Cote de Bone, coming from Fulnay, Premier Crew level, uh, 2011. You two seconds left. Whoa. Shoot. All right. You wish to... Discuss the wines now. Or wait. I, I've never been good at waiting. Let's let's get, let's do it. All right. Um, it started well at least. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it was good that you hit the hit the leaves at the end of wine one. Um, because I took you home to Chablis, which is which is great. Uh, it is in fact Premier Cru 2013. Um, um, and it kind of went downhill from there. Um, so we'll start with the second white. Um, I think two things. One, you were definitively off-dry, which I'm not sure if it is, Okay, but because I think that, that kind of pulled you, it pulled you into a realm that you wouldn't necessarily have gone. I think there's definitely some RS here, and it might be off-dry, but I think, I think the way you called off-dry took you to the high acid, and it's not high acid. So if I told you this was say moderate plus at best, at I'll, best, where would you go? I'll ask you Exactly. So I think I think when you you got the the coming off of wine one, which is high acid, screaming acid, yeah. Then that you go to that, and then so I think the off dry put you into possibly I think maybe reasoning popping your head or or Shannon popping in your head, which therefore you said high acid when it's just not high acid. But I think sure, if you had called sure, medium sure. or medium plus acid, you would have been all over this in terms of it is all sauce of course, um, and it's 2012. Okay, um, it's a Pinot you know, Gris. Um, the other thing too, uh, oh, no. you give a lot of tropical fruit. Okay. Which, yeah, I think is there for oscillation reasoning. Although it was more, you didn't say anything about any tart. That's the thing that also took me away, take me away from reasoning. That there, to me, reasoning always is a tart. Like a tart fruit, like a tart apple or a pear fish, with coupled with the tropical or tropical notes. So I think, whereas the Pinot Gris always finishes around in a way, it has some tartness, but it finishes around. I get a lot of lemon, tart lemon citrus from Riesling. 
Um, and then three, um, you're in the right idea. There's lots of leaves here. Uh, there's high acid, uh, a little higher alcohol, and then medium, I think. Maybe it's hard to say. I feel like it's all again. Um, this is too complex for melon. And if this isn't melon, because of the complexity, where do you think we are? High minerality, tart fruits, cheese, steel, beer, you know, it's oxidation, high minerality, high acid, which it is high acid, moderate, alcohol. Yeah, I mean, listening to that, that sounds like Chardonnay, that sounds like perhaps a Schmarrgrüner. Um, Pinot Grigio, I don't know if the acid would be that high. Um, I stay in the Loire Valley. Oh, Sauvignon. Which one do you want, Grape? Chenmoc. It's not Sauvignon Pinch, it's a Blue Reset. Blue Reset? But uh, it is indeed. I think you gave it more. You, you gave, you're giving Melon a serious shout out by saying. But this, I mean, this to me is too complex for that. Is this Champaloo? No, this is uh, Mark Reddit. Yeah. 20, 2013. It's really lean. It is lean, but it's but it's not thin. No, it's it's definitely got texture, weight. Right. And the other thing too, you, the beer thing I like, which also take you to the leaves and, and melon, but melon to me, you didn't really call lemony, really tart stuff. You, you said richness over there. Um, yeah. That's okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you did hedge Chardonnay, so uh, as for four, um, Say Zin? Said Zin. Um, this one to me was interesting. Um, discussion I went California Cab with this, but it's not. It's part of the same family. Um, so it's not Zin or Cab? No. Uh, okay. And so I think, but also the light, like from here, Malbec? Yeah. From here, your glass is busting with color from this angle. Oh, yeah. You have, I mean, like kind of step, like slide to your left a little bit, and use the light from behind you. Like, look at the the stain on the mids. Yeah. But from here, your glasses—it's not even clear. It's like it's just a sheet of purple. Yeah, of course. Here, watch here. Come around and look at it. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah. So I'm saying it's just the light from it. it just your the glass to me is just. Just so much staining on here. It lights up. And so part of that's the conditions you're sitting, we're sitting in. Yeah, it's like and you're throwing Ironically, out. same thing with this guy. This guy? Yeah. Number six? Yeah. There's, like, it's, I mean, it's. Colorful, yeah. Yeah, and so that'll, I mean, especially like looking right here too, you want to see it. It's just part of it's the, it's, you're blocking all the light. Right. But there's. You threw a purple t shirt on the lamp. <laughs> basically, yeah. Actually, even even so with yeah. these, and you're in a fortunate situation where all three of these have heavy staining. Um, I would say, um, or at least moderate plus staining. Well, it's, um, it's interesting because this the the wine was totally transparent and didn't have the density I've often seen with Malbec, but that's not a reason to rule it out. No, uh, I think the fruits are right though. You're all of the fruit, the savory element. There is definitely no oak here. Um, you said high stain, actually, now I look at it, <coughs> um, which would be Zen. But <coughs> unlike <coughs> unlike wine 5, which is Zen, no. Oh, wine 5 is Zen. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that 4 doesn't have, it doesn't go from, and you said it here, on 5 you said baked, you said, you know, uh, was it plum, the... Cooked plum, you said cooked a couple times, right? Mm -hmm. But then on the palate, the first thing you said was tart. I know, it's crazy, right? It's so that, so when you when you said that, I'm like, all right, cool. He's he's got it. He's got the maybe he's got the zin thought. Like you're giving me red and black fruits, but you're, then you said tart. Um, does not have high acid though. <laughs> yeah, um, so your structures were off a little bit on the oh, last. Yeah. Two. I think I think the acid maybe 
added or something. There's acid oh, here. Possibly. Maybe it's not high. And there's also oak too. Uh, so yeah, we're looking at Ruhan Koyo. This is Mendoza. Um, okay. 20, 2013. No. Uh, 2012. 2012 Malbec for four. Yeah, five is the Ali Black Chicken. Okay. It's got this incredible number five has this underripe, overripe character. It you know, does. Like it really does. From Miller and Dodge. And you were, all, you were all over that, but it, I think you just, I think obviously calling these in on four. I wasn't going to. Well, you'd probably stop you. Yeah, kind of treat each wine as an exam to itself. But so. you, I mean, you had savory components, you had all the black blue fruits, you had herbs, you had everything, but then. And then you have the tartness, but then you have know, which maybe, yeah, it's hard to say on the, maybe because of the, the natural, I think you, you gave the acid too much credit. Too much credit. Yeah, maybe. Hey, good um, for them. Yeah, right. And then six. I was actually really excited by wine five. It was like, really interesting, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. For um, don't normally jump to that conclusion of the zoom. Okay, for six. Too, I think it's maybe it's too good. I don't know. Um, too good. There's, uh, this is New World. New World, okay. So let's think about this. New World, thin skin variety, obviously. Um, I would say, I would say thin skin. So I'd say start with moderate and go from there. Um, the okay. extraction isn't what you normally would expect from this region. But in terms of, is this wine funky at all? Does it have, or does it just seem really clean? Like there's a seam machine almost. I, well. Because to me, there's a purity of fruit that's just, it's just crisp and clean. Like the, the fruit is, is almost pristine. Yeah. And which kind of makes me picture the winery being super modern and super pristine. Um, but then there's, there is a smoky, herby, savory note to it. There is. Um, the so herby note is that Australia? Is, yeah, we're looking for awesome for us. But I think part of that is because I mean, there's I think there's also here, but it didn't seem like it, it doesn't seem like this is Elderton. Elderton. Yeah, and 2012, and Elderton's pretty solid. Um, I just yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't. It didn't blast me with oak like it did, but of course when I first poured it, I was getting dill on my ass. So I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was super dilly when we pulled the pop up on. Damn. Um, and you said medium plus ABV. Um, you said medium minus tannins, which might be more than that. You said medium plus acid. Um, moderate body, tart fruits. You said rose and sage, wow. mushroom rock. I, I think there, there's also, but you, you talked about the, like the herby note of it. It's really it, herbal. Right, but I don't know if that, is that, Maybe if you keyed on mint, you would be like, oh, that's eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. But I, I mean, I don't like I don't like throwing those big, huge, chunky markers out there because it's like, oh, gee, you're trying to throw this all she's before you even know what it is, right? When you say eucalyptus, unless it's really there, I mean. Well, if we zoom out and we think it's, uh, forget about specifically mints or eucalyptus. Those are both really aromatic uh, botanical or herb things. So just think of Australia as also being herbal, just like, just like we think of Sheenon as herbal, it's a different kind of herbal. Yeah. You know? Or Italy is herbal. You just gotta get your herb right. <laughs> All about the herb, man. All about the herb, bro. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, solid. It's just yeah. doing a lot down too. It's on. Okay. So there's the flight for you. And that was a challenging one. Uh, Brandon did a fantastic job in breaking down some of those details. And I can quickly review uh, some of the things that I noticed. So the first wine was a 2013 Garnier Fee Montemilieu Premier Cru Chablis. And that did have a high acidity, uh, high, minerality, high minerality, and lees. Uh, so in combination, brings a, a solid deduction. The second one, 2002 Chateau d'Orchevere, uh, that was a Pinot Gris uh, coming from Alsace. And so a bit less acid than you'd find with... Uh, Alsatian Riesling did have that oxidative character and the richness with the minerality that you see in Alsace. The third, a 2013 Marc Brady Vouvray classic, and that had um, you know more weight uh, than you would see with a Muscadet as well as uh, a touch of sugar, and it was not super sweet. It was barely off dry. 
And I generally say that anything with perceptible sugar is off dry. That's my verbiage for it. And it did have more of a broad fruit profile, uh, more, more ripeness than you'd see with um, a tart character in Muscadet. The uh, first red wine was the 2012 Chicana Malbec, and it did not have as much deep color as I've seen before with Malbec. It was totally clear, and, and other Malbecs can be totally opaque with simply a pink rim. This is almost like if you took that pink rim and that was the whole wine, and it looked like a, a Pinot Noir almost, um, but still a, a excellent Malbec and had that nice oak character um, balancing with that black fruit. So uh, definitely a good producer there. Uh, now we have the 2013 Robert Biale Black Chicken Zinfandel from Napa Valley. And, you know, it's got those uh, Napa Valley Zin notes, higher alcohol. Uh, the fruit profile, this was a really cool wine. It had underripe and overripe fruit, uh, likely coming from a Miller and Dodge. So um, the g- grapes being some underripe, some overripe, like raisins. Um, so that did transpire in the in the wine itself with a nice herbaceous note, and um, really that was a fascinating wine. And then the final wine of the flight, 2012 Elderton Barossa Valley Shiraz. Uh, you know, the pronounced herbal character there, uh, high extract, high staining, high alcohol, high fruit, uh, not exactly appropriate for red burgundy. Uh, you know, we're on the other side of the spectrum there. I basically threw a dart and, and missed on that one. Um, and, you know, this is where we learn a lot of lessons of, of getting close. So um, hit the Chablis, uh, I'd say just the acid call um, on, the, on the Riesling to Pinot Gris. You know, small things lead a deduction uh, down the wrong path, and it's easy to be in the right family of things. So um, generally the, the bullseye that we can look for is, okay, did I get old world, new world right? So did I put... The white wines all in the old world and yes i did did i do that with the reds no i, I put a uh, burgundy in the old world but it was actually shiraz um but it was good on new world on the other two so that's the first ring then the next ring we go into is hitting the variety right so getting um getting chardonnay on the chablis or getting you know malbec on on the malbec and not calling it zin uh the next is uh and that is to be said you don't want to game the flight so i had already called us in so that was out of my mind when the actuals in came up so be careful and treat every single wine as a exam unto itself so after getting variety and area of the world correct then getting into specific appellation is is nice and that can be very hard to do um, but that's like going from chablis to Polini montrachet or Hermerso is just getting that location correct and finally is uh, vintage and quality level. And those, um, you know, vintage range can be pretty reasonable to, to pick out. You know, is this a youthful wine? Does it have development? And um, getting uh, the Appalachian specific, it's kind of really hard to pick out a specific um, Chablis Premier Cru, one from another, unless someone is tasting that wine all the time. So I may be a little bit arrogant to try to call Monte de Tenere and have it be a Montemilio. So just saying Shipley Premier Crew should probably be sufficient there. So uh, a few notes on the tasting for you. And, uh, you know, it's not something to be ashamed of to only get one out of six. It's actually that's that's a sign of growth. So uh, someday I hope to share a six for six uh, flight for you. And that's um, that's a dream. Uh, never done that yet but someday so uh, there you have it so after the tasting i was in need of some caffeinated goodness so went down the street to herkimer coffee on finney ridge and ended up running into my buddy matt so as i was enjoying my cold brew uh, we were chatting and i ended up interviewing uh, a random stranger uh, aaron who is who is chilling there so i thought i would include that recording i pulled out my recorder and and just started letting the tape roll and so we go from um, you know a candid conversation of of a total stranger to getting down to some nice details on on wine and offering a challenge to me for a possible podcast topic for the future so go ahead and uh, check out this conversation if you want to uh, get a glimpse of um, living spontaneously here you go That was that was amazing. Okay. That was amazing. You ever listen to uh, 
This American Life. What? You ever heard of This American Life? Uh-uh. It's like a, a radio show on okay. NPR. Okay. Yeah, we're not with them. Oh, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> now that I know. <laughs> Bye, take care, likewise. Bye, see ya. How's your sandwich? Does it bother us? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, no, we're not doing anything, as a matter of fact. Are you recording? I'm not, no, yes. Yeah. We're just being silly. I'm just trying out this uh, technology, you know, just trying to keep up with the kids. I'm going to tweet about this later. How's your sandwich? Good. What's, uh, what's the style? Tuna, tuna salad. Like albacore or ahi? Oh, there you go. They make some good stuff. They're not going to specify. They do make good sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly I like it that they have half sandwiches. Half or whole. It's all good. What's your your inspiration right now? In terms of sandwiches? (laughs) It could be sandwiches or it could be like, um, you know, sculpture or uh, Breaking Bad. Three, two, one. <laughs> Do you have any pets? Do. Do you big dog, cat, and a three-year-old. That's a lot of pets. <laughs> now your three-year-old is is your three-year-old is better Nick, better? Hi, I'm Nick. This is Matt. What's your name? I'm Aaron. Hi, Aaron. It's nice to meet you. Is your three-year-old better or worse behaved than your pets? I think they're pretty well tied right now. I think he'll surpass them soon, but they're kind of <laughs> on equal footing right now. On equal footing. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have any kids. Maybe someday, but I have had pets before. I had a, a beta fish for a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty well behaved. Mm-hmm. Kind of solitary though, you know. Not a lot of petting going on either. You know? No, but we would talk. Or shedding. That's a good, that's a plus. Shedding, yeah. But you have to change the water. They kind of shed in a certain Yeah, but cats shed, you got to change the shit pots too, so. He knows all about that. What do we got? She uh, was talking about kitties. And I know you have a, you have a kitty, right? I have a new kitty. I got a kitty about a week ago. You ever seen The Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. His, uh, mm-hmm. Kitty's name is Fezzik. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like the, so it's a big cat? Isn't Fezzik the... It's interesting that you mentioned that. No, he's not. That's the cat. <laughs> Wait, which one was Fezzik? Which was the character? He's Andre the Giant's character. So yeah, he oh, should yeah. be big okay. giant. That's what I thought. Okay. I named him for his, his affection capabilities. Big love. Big love. Yeah. Big, big, love. <laughs> big love. I love it. I gotta love it. Oh, Finney Ridge is nice, huh? Good, uh, good people. Good pets. Where do you guys live? Magnolia. Magnolia. I live by the zoo. Yeah, it's just totally coincidental. I was just, uh, we were both in the wine business, and I was talking to, uh, the guy over at Met Market Sandpoint, and then I was driving back, and I thought, oh, I need my friend just to open a restaurant up on 87th, that Asian restaurant that closed and opened again. Mm. What was it called? Yen War, I think it was. That's what it is. Yen War, I think it is. Yen and, War, uh, by Safeway. I'm overdue in seeing him. I've just been out of town, so I was just going to drive by. And as I was driving, like there, I just got a text from Nick saying that he saw a friend of mine. And then as I looked over, I saw him. I thought, oh, that's hysterical. It turns out it wasn't really a friend of Matt's because, you know, wrong guy. But I'm a friend of Matt's. So we had to, you know, tie things together the same somehow. company as I did, but not someone I knew. Friendly. No. Matt's friendly. The other guy wasn't friendly. Mm-hmm. Did you say hi and he wasn't friendly? No, he was friendly, just not in the way that you became friends with him. With him? He, I'm sure he's a good, plus his heart. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Is this just like a fake fuzzy thing on this, or is this actually a recording device? <laughs> so this is actually a, re- a recording device. This is called a Tribble. And I'm not making that up. I make a lot of stuff up, but... <laughs> Uh, this helps the wind from not mm. making a sound. Because that just wouldn't work. So what, how does this tie in with the wine business? 
Well, you know, I like to talk about wine uh, just, you know, when I'm alone or when I'm with friends. This is a fancy way of making your own, like, audio notes? No. Nick runs a blog and he does podcasts and he does outward facing stuff and he started it pretty recently and he's really excited about it and he should be he should have a sound bite more together to describe it to people asking what he's doing he should be really taking this opportunity to sell himself you know I'm I'm not great at self-promoting ask me that question as if I were him Matt's actually my lawyer so and your like marketing specialist he's one stop shop I just you know this is not my first rodeo here so so ask me the question is that really a recording device how does that relate to mine is the question yeah oh well I run a website called Medium Plus, which Medium Plus is a reference to wine's acidity, right? And then uh, I do, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sommelier. I just passed my advanced uh, quartermaster sommelier's exam. And, is that part uh, way through or all the way through the... That's three out of four steps. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next step is the master's. Got it. And then, uh, and I was a bartender at Canlis and at Oliver's Twist, and I do private parties, and I do bartender advice as well as uh, consulting for tasting methodology and testing. All with this fuzzy little thing? All with this fuzzy little thing. That's how it relates to it in that I'm just learning how to use the technology because I've just started this website and I've been doing different things with it but want to start producing my own uh, podcast. Cool. Have content for people to listen to. Thanks for sharing all of that. Oh, you're welcome. And if you want me to give me, if you want to give me your email address, I can send you a copy of the (laughs) newsletter. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. See, everyone needs a, a spokesman like like Matt here. And the first one's free. <laughs> the first one's free. So is the second and the third. Do you uh, like wine? I do. I, I wouldn't say I'm knowledgeable. You know, I'm like in the show me what you got for twelve dollars kind of kind of gal for on a regular basis. You know, I you might get up to twenty five for a, you know in the way of. Uh, Chardonnay at twelve dollars. You say, show me what you got. Tend to drink reds more. Um, what kind of reds? Are you like, chasing the big like cabernets. Red? I don't like pinots. You don't like pinots? Not. A, I'm not a huge fan of pinots. You know, they taste watered down to me. I don't know what the official term would be for that, but yeah. Uh, Is this legal? Light bodies? No. The, I like the blue silk bag instead of the brown bag. Classy. Got to keep it classy. <laughs> I'm all about classy. Uh, so this is a wine. You don't have to. Don't feel obligated, but okay. you can smell it or drink it. <laughs> whatever you need to How do. How many people have drank out of this glass? Me and Matt. Okay, I get that. We're we're fine. I've had my shots. Uh, yeah. So that is. Oh, I should unveil the silk bag. Um, so this is a Chardonnay. Coming. Oops. Coming from France, okay. from an area called Burgundy, mm-hmm. and that's really where Chardonnay uh, is highly regarded all yeah. around the world. It's like, oh, the Marceau—that's what they're trying to replicate with all the California Chardonnays. Okay, this is like the gold standard. That—that's the gold standard. It kind of has a. Uh, oh, that's all gone. Here, you can have more. No, it's okay. If you're thirsty, it's a good wine. I, I'll, yeah, drink, I'll drink some too. But yeah, we we taste wine in the mornings because that's when. You know, our palates are alive and fresh. Okay. And uh, so I had a tasting earlier today and, and brought this wine. And the idea is we bring the wine. I bring a silk bag. It's you know, got to be fancy. But a lot of my friends, they bring brown paper bags. Yeah. You know, just because that works too. And so we, we taste the wine and we don't know what uh, I see. is in the glass. Right. So it could be a $50 bottle. It could be a $12 bottle. That's it. Who knows? Wine taste test idea. Yeah. How much do you think that bottle costs right there? That you between a number between one and a thousand dollars given that i haven't tasted really very many bottles of wine over 25 dollars i would have i would say i i don't know maybe in the 18 to 20 dollar range but i don't really know that's pretty close yeah yeah it's actually uh have some more pencils (laughs) come on (laughs) this is this is bouchard so this, you know how to say that, by the way? I'm your boy, I'll tell you. Tell me. Pronounce it. That's feast. 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 That's, that's what I said. Hey, dog. Um, so this is actually a $60 bottle. So um, the reason for that is... Uh, Why'd you say 18 was about right? Right. 
I just want to. Are you talking about? So are you talking about in a restaurant or in a in, in a, a store? In a store. Wow. In a store. So. Go ahead. So if you buy a bottle of wine, if you're a a restaurant and you get a bottle of wine for ten bucks, yeah. buy the glass price is going to be ten bucks, yeah. but your your list price on the, the menu is going to be thirty bucks, generally. So in in a restaurant, this would probably cost. You know, let's let's assume that we're doing what's called a thirty percent pour cost, okay. where the cost of the bottle is thirty percent of the total price in the restaurant. Okay. Um, and this is sixty, so we do. Uh, 60 divided by 3 is 20 times 10 is uh, $200. Do you know how much this might cost if we're doing 30% of the cost? So, Wait, how did you just describe that? I'm not corrected, but I just... I, I, I... Not at all. So, so basically, 60 is 30% of 200. Okay. So the poor cost in the restaurant, if it's 30%, you do... So you do 60... 60 is 30%. You get it to down to 10% and then multiply by 10. So 60 divided by 3 is 20 times 10 is 200. Okay. I always have issues three times. It's a ballpark. It's a ballpark. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, the reason that this is a higher price wine is that mm -hmm. it's uh, considered superior quality vineyards. Um, historic precedent um, has just given this yeah. very high regard. Yeah. Uh, Mark yep. bears it, probably yep. most importantly. Yeah. So, is this a typical temperature that you would taste this at? Because typically Chardonnay is served quite cold compared to this. It's generally served, served too cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is on the other, this is a little bit too warm. But so. it's interesting because you can, it's just a lot easier to taste when it's not so cold. Right. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. often how uh, lesser quality wine is passed, off. is passed off or covered up. Is right. You chill it down really, really cold, yeah. and the subtlety is taken away. Right, right. Um, now with red wines, certain red wines are good with a light, a little bit chill, you yeah. know, um, like Pinot Noir or Beaujolais, yeah, uh, because they don't have those tannin compounds that make a wine rough or bitter in, in texture. But if you take like a Cabernet that has a lot of those tannins, the cold will emphasize them, okay. and it'll just be, it'll be overbearing and. So, uh, I would say that a wine like this is really good at 50 degrees Fahrenheit, mm -hmm. and a red um, would be better at like closer to 60. Yeah. Um, That's so, not that much difference. It's not that much difference, but it's almost like, a, uh, you think of temperature, like today it's probably, what, 75? I think I just heard 80, I was surprised. 80? But yeah. 80, but yeah. if it was 90, man, yeah. that'd be... Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, I guess, I mean that in terms of the, t the I don't think it's typically a 10 degree difference in you, when you get two different glasses in a bar or a restaurant. I think that's a much larger difference than is typically served, I it, guess was what I was trying to say. It's hard to control that in a busy restaurant setting. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure their coolers are set for other things. I'm just reading the... Here, Matt, come, come on. I'm so here. I can... I'm the, I'm, I just you got I'm just reading the... Uh, was it Julian, Steve Julian, service, the one they used for the quartermaster money, is the service guide, wine service guide to selling wine? No, whatever it is. Okay. I was reading out this morning and the, the different variations they have on serving wine and the temperatures that are correct are just ridiculous. You'd have to have like 10 refrigerators yeah. to do it all. Yeah. And I think they do it by taking it out of the cellar, which is like at 55 to 57 degrees, and then either letting it sit and warming up or putting them out nice and chilling it down right. for like a set amount of time. But that's so hard to control. Yeah, compared so. to when someone orders it and then, yeah. But uh, I would say if you're looking for a quality bottle of wine, there's certain things that you can look for. Yeah. And you don't need to, I don't often spend 60 bucks on a bottle for myself, but for a tasting group, it's a different story. But yeah. if you're gonna go buy a bottle, look at, uh, and you know nothing about the wine, you can right. tell a lot from the quality of the label. Well, that's how I base all my purchases, so that's yeah. good to know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if you look at this paper, this is nice, like, 100-pound linen paper. Yeah. Uh, that was done at, you know, like, uh, looks like offset press. Uh, yeah. It's, like, quality. They, they put detail into the glass yeah, but that's, as well. I mean, that only, to me, that tells you 
part of what went into the cost of the wine. So what I want to know is like, how do I tell a good wine that's still at a low price? So somebody that's doing that, trying to sell a good wine at a, at a lower price, is not going to invest money at Ballard Market usually. So other than spending four hours talking to the wine guy there that'll talk to you and follow you to the next apartment, what's that? <laughs> um, how could I know? I, he's followed me to multiple departments before to finish the conversation after I think like somebody comes up and starts asking him questions and like, all right, go. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's over behind me in the bread section. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you more about this. Right. She's the wine person there. She's good. Which one? Janae. Janae. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that the more specific of a location okay. that's stated on the bottle. Yeah the better quality that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So if it says wine of Australia, right. they're sourcing their grapes from hundreds of square miles yeah. and blending them all together. And probably it's what's called machine harvested where yeah. a big thresher or a, I don't know what they call it, is, is harvesting the grapes plus whatever bugs or rodents or whatever yeah. is in there. And that all gets kind of mushed together. That's not good. But if it goes down to, this is like a village wine um, or you know, single vineyard wine, mm -hmm. they're probably harvesting by hand yeah. and they're, they're, the grapes are only coming from a small area and they're giving care to that bottle. Mm -hmm. So uh, for Washington, just having it be from this vineyard or it doesn't matter the vineyard really, but right. having a specific vineyard or a specific town. You heading out, Matt? I'm going to head in. Okay. It was nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too. What was your name again? My name's Matt. Matt. What was your name? Aaron. Aaron. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'll see you at the Ballard Market. That's where I shop. Okay. Play on player. See you, man. Um, I'm not. I'm probably not going to go to this guy's restaurant today. I may go tomorrow. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go to see Doug again tomorrow. So I'll talk to you later. Okay. Talk okay. to you later. Yeah. Take care. Um, yeah. So I would say, look, like, feel how heavy the glass is. Look at how nice the label is. See how specific location it's coming from. Uh huh. And. And that would tell you if a high price was justified, basically. If, like, it's helping you to know, is it worth it to spend this much money on this bottle of wine? Yeah. Having not tasted it? I'd say there's some producers who put a fancy package on a wine that yeah. doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, and there's some producers who have a great wine without a fancy package. But See, that's, that's what I, that's, that's the, what you want. the way I shop is like, okay, I don't, you know, I can't spend, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even want to know what a $50 bottle of wine is tastes like because I typically am not going to be able to afford that so ignorance is bliss right right <laughs> I don't want to know what I'm missing out on whenever I shop for my below $20 bottles um, but it'd be nice to know what what might lead you to know if something yeah was a better bottle yeah at that lower price point well anyway something to think about it, for your next podcast well, that's, that's a great fun. topic and then <laughs> I I'm going to ruminate on that yeah. idea a bit more um I would encourage you to say, I try this, uh, it just life of, of once a week or once a day, if I'm lucky, do something new and outside of a comfort zone. Yeah. So for me, that might be sitting around with doing, a fuzzy microphone. Sitting around, with, I've never done this before, actually. <laughs> so, so, you know, talking to, to someone new and, and trying to, you know, create something that's going to yeah. be you know, consumed by, by, um, certain people and I don't know putting myself out there or it could be as simple as trying a new wine right. and taking a risk yeah this is a free, pretty if it, for 15 bucks you want to take a risk wine's a great way to do it yeah be like oh I'm living dangerously yeah so uh, yeah I think wine's great because it brings people together yeah so. definitely it just did thanks it just did Thanks for chatting. Yeah, I'm going to go hit the other end of the spectrum and get a coffee. Do it. All right. And finish my work day. Well, it's great to talk to you. You too. All right. See ya. See ya. And there you have it. That was a spontaneous uh, wine conversation for you. And I, I apologize for the background noise of all the cars and, and whatnot going on. But we made it happen. So thank you for listening. Uh, this has been... Um, medium plus presentation and you have been listening to a band called gems uh, behind us today and they are a local seattle band that is awesome they do two keyboards and two drum sets and that's the band so really uh, a lot of complexity and uh, 
cool sounds coming out of them. You can catch up with Gems at gemsmusic.com and give them some support. Uh, I'm Nick Davis, and you can catch up with me at mediumplus.com or facebook.com slash mediumpluseverything. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks. Peace. What do you say when you're well past dinner time and you're really craving some foie gras and brioche? Mare so hungry.